Itasca Sawn Air presents CX Plus U. Today we are joined by our experts, Pragya Agarwal and Sharika Nagpal. They head up our risk and response team here at TaskUs, and they are the resident experts when it comes to all things fraud and transaction monitoring. In our previous three episodes, we provided a lot of information around AML and KYC and also fraud. Today, we're going to talk about solutions to the challenges in this space and how we can help our clients address this ever-changing landscape of fraud. What is the regulatory landscape and what are the challenges faced by fintech companies in implementing some of these regulations? You know, we've done these three episodes so far and we've completely enjoyed them. We've talked about AML, KYC. We've talked about how fintechs have evolved uh, over this entire, you know, their entire life journey, how they've filled a void that was there, how financial inclusion has improved. Uh, We've talked about how fraudsters are trying to make merry uh, you know, figure out ways and loopholes within the system. And now here's the most important part, which is, you know, what is the regulatory landscape out there and how is it that we are helping our clients? What are the kind of solutions that are important for them to sort of come out and come out victorious and fight financial crime more effectively? Now, um, you know, coming to the immediate question really at hand uh, right now, uh, fintech firms, I would say, are subject to a variety of Uh, rules and regulations, including those pertaining to data protection, consumer protection, payment systems, and financial services. Um, Some of the challenges that they actually face may include lack of knowledge and capability, um, you know, at some point of time. They have earlier focused a lot on financial inclusion and creating capabilities, creating digital products to attract customers. I think that's been uh, something that has been their main priority initially because they were trying to enter a new space uh, and leverage the gap in the market. Uh, but now, and at that time, I think they did not prioritize enough on building a compliance function, which is now key for them. Uh, it's very important for them to look at the regulatory landscape and look at solutions accordingly. I think also banks got many years to build the AML programs. And fintechs are relatively new in this journey. They're pretty naive and they're pretty young in this journey. So they're still evolving and coming up the learning curve. uh, It's now time for them to devote time and resources towards compliance efforts because that is the need of the hour. That's something that they need to really put in efforts for. And I think one of the main things that they could possibly look at doing is finding a right partner, really, who could help them scale up, you know, which could really reduce their learning curve and help them scale up quickly and understand the regulatory landscape and come up with solutions uh, to solve for some of the regulatory challenges that they currently see in the market. Pragya, I've been kind of thinking about this for a while. So um, besides, you know, complying because it's the right thing to do, what are some of the consequences and potential consequences of non-compliance and you know, not just fines, but what are some of the things like that could hurt the financial institution's uh, reputation or brand um, by not being compliant in these areas? What the consequences of non-compliance uh, are. So yeah, um, happy to share that information with you. 
So essentially, uh, AML and KYC, right? Very, very important regulations that we spoke of. And non-compliance to these can have far-reaching repercussions for individuals, businesses, and financial institutions. In the last episode, I spoke about some examples of uh, fintechs or banks having to, you know, pay the price of non-compliance as well. And it can result in various legal penalties and reputational damage too. So some of the potential consequences um, are, you know, legal penalties like fines, criminal charges, imprisonment also, and license revocation for certain types of um, institutions where, you know, a license is required to operate. The second one, and a very, very important one, is reputational damage, like loss of trust, media scrutiny, and customer loss as well. So in today's interconnected world, right, news of non-compliance spreads rapidly, eroding trust and confidence in the firm that's involved, in the financial institution that's involved, right? So the public stakeholders and clients may perceive non-compliant entities as untrustworthy, leading to loss of business, leading to loss of relationship, customers, and of course, uh, more opportunities as well. Loss of regulatory trust and increased scrutiny is another big one. So if a financial institution is continuously non-compliant with AML and KYC regulations, it can result in loss of trust from regulatory bodies. This loss of trust leads to increased scrutiny and monitoring by authorities who may impose stricter action or reporting requirements, audits, and inspections as well. In some cases, you're even you know, asked to write exams right, to come clean, but most uh, often than not, these regulatory bodies don't give up easily, right? They will keep scrutinizing, they will keep conducting audits and inspections as well. And in that whole process, right, you lose brand value, you lose customers, and of course, there's a big damage to your reputation as well. Another big one is restricting the access to financial services. So banking facilities, payment processing, investment opportunities, can be restricted for entities that are found to be non-compliant. And they also may face, you know, account closures, transaction limitations, or even be get blacklisted from other financial institutions. So effectively, you know, then they're cut off from the mainstream financial system. It could be as bad as that. Uh, there could also be international consequences, like, you know, being placed on certain international sanction lists, or, you know, or they could face difficulties in maintaining any kind of correspondent banking relationships with international banks, which uh, in today's times is very, very important to get all your investments and funding, right? Therefore, again, you know, I'd like to say it is imperative for organizations and individuals to understand and fulfill their obligations under these regulations, mitigate the risks associated with non-compliance, adhere to AML KYC requirements, and it does not only ensure legal and ethical conduct, but also helps maintain, you know, the overall integrity of the global financial system as well. Yeah, I think like it comes back to the customer experience and driving revenue at the end of the day, which is what, you know, Toscas is all about is creating a better customer experience. But if you have one bad interaction where you're involved with a fraud case or somehow get linked to um, a terrible situation, you're not going to work with that company anymore and you're not going to be a customer anymore. So um, that's going to lower that company's revenue at the end of the day. All right. So let's see, what are some of the best practices to keep in mind to avoid such practices? 
I'll take that one, uh, Jackie. So I think fintechs, marketplaces, uh, you know, all of them have to use strong customer onboarding methods uh, to have the right users onboarded, to have the right customers with them, followed up by strong authentication methods like multi-factor authentication to validate a user each time the user uses an app or service. So all these methods have to be very robust. There has to be constant monitoring of alerts. The investigation of alerts has to be a constant process. Uh, any suspicious transactions need to be constantly reported out. Uh, technology needs to be used on a continuous basis to evaluate some of these alerts. The process of KYC has to be continuous also. It has to be an ongoing process, you know, a once in a lifetime uh, test that the banks or fintechs are doing. It has to be a continuous process of checking and validating the customers that they're onboarded, whether anything has changed for those customers. So all these practices go a long way in maintaining the compliance requirements. Also, you know, talking about corporations here, we're talking about how individuals, how each one of us uh, sitting out there can protect ourselves. You know, what are the things that we as users uh, need to do as well? I think all of us know this, but just as a ready reckoner on things that you really need to always be on the watch out for is to make sure that you have strong uh, passwords for everything that you're using, credit cards, debit cards, any of the uh, you know financial apps that you're using. Never keep passwords in your wallet. Uh, never keep them handy. Never keep them on an email. Learn about security procedures that are there within your organization. Never give out personal information on the phone through email, all over the internet, to anybody, unless you know the receiver and have initiated the contact on your own. So some things that you need to always look at, guard your mail, uh, trash it, make sure that you shred any of the email, any of the actual uh, mail that you're getting or destroy it. Uh, I mean, these are things that we all know about, but just wanted to reinforce some of these messages. I think we as users need to be constantly alert. The fraudsters out there, uh, we'll, we'll always look at newer loopholes in the system. Uh, I think as individuals and as organizations, as long as we keep alert and keep evolving with newer trends, you know, we will ace the game and sort of uh, be victorious. So I'd like to talk about what we do uh, in this space for Taskus in terms of our capabilities. And before that, you know, I'd like to share our vision and strategy in this space as well. So our vision and strategy is built on three pillars, build, protect and grow, where, you know, uh, in build, what we're trying to do is build an ecosystem of compliance and fraud uh, prevention and detection practices. Uh, like you mentioned earlier as well, our clients are new age, you know, fintechs, digital commerce clients. They're fast growing. They do not have the luxury of time to learn or understand the threats that they're susceptible to. Neither are they aware of the risk and fraud waves that could hit them soon. So we as partners are not only executing what we're supposed to, but we're also creating a practice of educating our clients, providing them with the tools, technology, people to help them preempt some of these risks and take mitigation steps in the way as well. Our second pillar is protect, under which we provide protection services like, you know, digital ID protection, brand protection, copyright protection, etc. This essentially serves like a safety net to our clients and helps them in de-risking, um, you know, in the face of media and regulatory scrutiny as well. The third and the most important pillar is grow. 
So our growth is driven by our deep expertise in this space, working with fintechs. Uh, we help these disruptors scale cost effectively. And we do that again, you know, by sensitizing them on these issues, uh, things that they've not thought of. We speak their language. We educate them on things like, you know, what will the regulators look for in the next two, three years, how they can save themselves from reputational loss or from scrutiny as well. Right. We have very, very strong alignment to our clients, business goals, objectives, etc. And we help them through our ecosystem of domain experts, technology that we have through a lot of our partnership network as well. And a strong you know, client base is backed by our uh, customer service history. Well, thanks so much for answering all of our questions on today's episode and throughout the season. Um, just wanted to round it out with any personal insights, things you learned from the season or any um, trends or anything new that you're seeing that you want to share with our audience? I think for me, I learned a lot about the reporting side of AML and KYC is super important in order to be effective um, and always just staying up to date for myself personally. And if you're a professional in AML and KYC, it's always important to stay up to date with the latest trends and train yourself um, so that you're aware of what's going on in the in the um, ecosystem. I agree, Jackie. And it's a continuous learning process, right? Regulations are evolving. You know, fraudsters are evolving, right? They're finding new ways to do things and new ways to compromise the system. So it's a continuous learning process for all of us where we learn new trends, new practices in the industry and build our solutions to combat that as well, right? So I think um, that is a big takeaway uh, from the season, right, for us is how to understand the fraudster's mindset, how do we, you know, combat those practices, and how do we strengthen the global financial system? Yeah, and for me, I just want to add that, one, the season's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's great getting a chance to work with two professionals like you, Pragi, and Sharika. Um, and for me, my biggest takeaway is just kind of the ever-changing landscape of risk and fraud and, you know, just trying to stay on pace or a step ahead of the fraudsters um, and bad agents. It's uh, been very eye-opening for me. So just wanted to, to, to thank you for your time. So just, just, just a roundup from my side as well. I think it was a great session. Thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with all three of you. Uh, good insights, great conversation, ridiculously great conversations we had. Also, I think it's, you know, as, as some of us have mentioned, it's about making sure, and I think Taskus is doing great work in terms of, uh, you know, trying to step ahead, uh, you know, be ahead of the fraudsters, devising solutions, coming up with new offerings to see how we can outsmart uh, the criminals out there. You know, we may not actually outnumber them, uh, really, but we can definitely put in practices to outwit them and outsmart them. So that's, I think, what our motto is. And I think all of us are striving towards that particular goal. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Had a great time discussing this. Thank you again, Pragya. Thank you, Sharika. Jackie, this has been great. I can't wait to do our next uh, series of podcasts for uh, season six. Um, so looking, looking forward to that. All right. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. Um, please subscribe on Spotify and check us out on our social media pages. 
Um, till then, this is Jackie Leinberger and Charles Bottiglier, joined by Pragya Agarwal and Sarika Nagpal. Thank you and have a ridiculously good day.